0: Welcome to the Hillington Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust podcast.
1: Welcome to the latest podcast. I'm Lucy Wills and today I have here Sarah Burton, our Learning Disabilities Clinical Nurse Specialist. Sarah works to ensure that we are supporting patients appropriately and make reasonable adjustments where they're needed. Welcome, thanks so much for chatting to to me today on the podcast. Please can you tell me more about yourself and, and about your role?
0: Yeah hi Lucy and uh, thank you for inviting me to do this today. Um, Yeah so I've been working um, with people with learning disabilities for over 19 years, 14 years of which I've been a learning disability nurse. i work worked for the Trust just over two years. I sit in the safeguarding families team um, and Our learning disability patients are some of the most vulnerable we see, um, which is why I sit within the safeguarding team. Um, I work across the trust, I support both adults and children in both um, planned and unplanned care, and I also work quite closely with maternity services. Um, The purpose of my role is to ensure that patients with a learning disability accessing the hospital uh, receive timely and equitable care, I work very closely with my colleagues, both internally and uh, with external colleagues to coordinate care within the multidisciplinary team in relation to assessing, planning, implementing and evaluating care from admission to discharge. So um, every day is different. It's always very busy. um, And I will uh, essentially work um, in whichever department or ward uh, the patients are
1: a valuable role all over the hospital and you've recently updated our best practice guidelines for supporting patients with a learning disability. What do these guidelines cover and how have they changed?
0: Yeah, so um, there's been two new sets of guidelines published. Um, the first one, the, the best practice guidelines for working with people with a learning disability. And also specifically, we've, re- we've created some new ones for expectant parents as well. So that's specifically for maternity services. Um, They're both available on the internet, so staff can access those at any time, Um, and they basically provide staff with the knowledge and skills to support patients with a learning disability to enable them to provide person-centred care. Um, They've they've changed um, from the previous ones, which were a few years um, out of date, so they reflect the updated national guidance and legislation, um, and It helps us also to improve the use of the Mental Capacity Act, which is a really important um, part of our assessment for this patient group. And it also increases the awareness of reasonable adjustments and uh, supports with reducing diagnostic overshadowing Um, the guidelines uh, also provide tips for better communication um, information regarding the hospital passport which all our patients with a learning disability should have when they come into hospital either as a outpatient or inpatient and it also gives examples of how to make reasonable adjustments and how also we can support carers um, to support our patients in hospital um, and all of them should hopefully make a, a big difference to patient experience and um, provide better
1: outcomes for patients. So staff, these guidelines are for staff and to help them in understanding how to support patients. If a staff member wants to find out more and to learn specifically how to how they can in their role support patients with a learning disability, how, should, how would they go about doing that?
0: Yeah, so... Firstly, I'd say I would um, ask all staff to read the guidelines. Um, they uh, aren't too lengthy, <laughs> so it wouldn't take too long to read, and they do really provide a lot of helpful information. But in in addition to that, I do a lot of training. Um, the mandatory training for uh, people with um, a learning disability and autism um, is available on iDevelop. In fact, it only came. It was. Passed by law last year July 2022 that this training is mandatory for all staff working with people with Lend Disabilities and Autism in all CQC registered services. So that training is is mandatory um, and I urge all staff to make sure that they're up to date with that. Um, but I also do uh, awareness training uh, across the hospital in in various uh, different training sessions. So I currently do um Doctors training for the foundation doctors. I do some bite-sized training in the A and E department um, every month. I sit on the safeguarding families level three training and I also attend the nurse induction. So um, sometimes staff might hear me more than once, um, but it's, you know, training is, is a really crucial part of my job. And I'm also really um, happy to come and do bespoke training when whenever needed. I've done that across the hospital again in, in different areas. So if people want to contact me, then I'm always very happy to either have discussions or offer advice um, individually or as a team Um, some teams have asked me to attend their their team meetings and just do a quick session and overview of my role and that's worked really well actually Um, particularly I think with some of the allied health professionals I get lots of calls and emails now directly from them just from sitting in on their team meetings and just raising awareness of my role and how to contact me.
1: OK, so if the staff members read the guidelines, have done the training, they still want support in the areas of understanding how to deal with people with learning disabilities. Are you the first point of contact?
0: Yeah, so staff can literally just pick up the phone or send me an email, um, and then I'm always very happy to either have a chat with them on the phone or come to the ward or department, wherever they're working, um, and then take it from there. Um, obviously i'm not there on 24/7 so if i'm not around then um my colleagues within the safeguard and families team are always happy to kind of offer support as well in my absence or hand over information to me on my return so there's yeah.
1: uh, there's always support basically if a member of staff wants some help um there's lots of training lots of support if a if a patient um wants support. So let's say a patient um, wants to understand what they can expect in terms of help with the learning disability. What's mm-hmm. uh, what's out there for the for the patient?
0: Yeah. So um, obviously we have our wonderful new website, um, which has some um, specific details on it for. Um, people with learning disabilities so I would recommend uh, patients looking at that website and accessing the information there. Um, I do work very closely with the community learning disability teams so they will often share my details with families, patients or, or carers and they will often contact me prior to coming into hospital That works really well because we're able to put in place support and make reasonable adjustments before they've even come into the hospital. So there's a plan in place. So there's various ways of um, patients kind of being able to to contact me um, either, like I say, through the community teams or accessing our, our our website.
1: Yeah, find out, have a look at the website, chh.nhs.uk. Can you tell us more about the NHS Learning Disability Improvement Standards?
0: Yeah, so the the Improvement Standard Project um, was commissioned by um, NHS England. Um, The Learning Disability Specific um, Benchmarking Project is a, a national data collection and it helps us to identify improvement opportunities across the NHS specific to learning disabilities. So they reflect the strategic objectives and priorities which are set out um, in national policy So for example, our leader program, which is the uh, the national mortality review um, and transforming care. Um, So that's looking at how we can better support and provide services to people with learning disabilities within the local communities and to prevent hospital admissions. Um, In order for us to be compliant within the trust, uh, we need to ensure that we have the necessary structures, processes, and workforce to deliver the outcomes for people with learning disabilities. So um, my job involves collecting that data and submitting it to the project, um, and that is done via patient surveys, staff surveys, and organisational data collection so uh, that kind of benchmarks us against other trusts across the hospital and it helps us to identify where we maybe need to make some improvements but also to identify you know what we're doing well and what's making a difference to patients.
1: Yeah makes sense and if you're a patient and you come into one of our hospitals and you want to get support maybe you or a family member has a learning disability what should you do?
0: Yeah um as I said previously, if um if families have my contact details already, which in some cases they do, um, then they can contact me directly and, and I can help support with that admission, um, whether that's planned or unplanned. Um, but otherwise it's about um you know making our all the staff across the hospital really aware of what we should be doing for these this patient group. Um, and supporting the the patient and their their family or carers appropriately. Um, As I say, they can contact me that I will come and support on the ward or wherever the patient may be. Um, they should have a hospital passport with them. But again, if they don't, then the staff should be asking for that to be completed. It's a very simple document which just tells us about the patient, um, what their likes and dislikes are, how we can communicate with them and what their usual baseline is. So the hospital passport is really important. Um, again, I'm working with the community teams to ensure that we're raising awareness of that so that um patients come in with them already rather than us having to get them completed in hospital but obviously we yeah. can do that as well if mm-hmm. need be and that uh,
1: passport's on the public website as well under patients and visitors um, advice and supports so if anybody wants to fill that out in advance have a look there yeah
0: no that's brilliant um and also we have the the new accessibility um app which helps yeah,
1: accessible
0: accessible yes. thank you so that helps our patients to navigate the hospital which can be quite difficult and challenging for some patients um regardless of disability um so i i also recommend patients having a look at that and using that app um when they're when they're having to come into hospital
1: uh, and, and again the links to the, the app is on a public website um either the app or as a accessible websites you don't need to download the app to necessarily see the access guides. thank you so much for joining me today and chatting to me about all the uh, learning disabilities um, areas of improving our standards in our hospitals but please anybody who's interested want to find out more take a look at our public website thh.nhs.uk so that's it for today's episode thank you for
0: listening Please to join in the conversation about this episode tag us in social media and uh, send us any other comments and let us know your thoughts and we'll see you next time